Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host, Tola Uglewe, and this is episode 931. Take it a step at a time. You have to love the game and play without fear. She is a two-time Grand Slam champion who has spent 51 weeks as world number one player in the world. She is also the first Belarusian player, male or female, to win a Grand Slam singles title in tennis. Today on the show, tennis star Victoria Azarenka. Vika, as she is popularly called, is a tennis player who has seen it all in the game. As a young girl growing up in Minsk, she idolized German tennis star Steffi Graf. It gave her all the motivation she needed to pursue a tennis career. Vika made her debut on the ITF junior circuit at the age of 13, winning a doubles title. At Wimbledon Girls Championship that year, she reached the semi-final. By the end of 2004, she was ranked 508th in the world. In 2005, she won two junior Grand Slams at the Australian Open and the US Open. She ended that season as the junior world number one. That year coincided with a decision to move to the United States full-time from MISC to train. In 2006, as a 17-year-old at the US Open, she won her first Grand Slam match. By 2007, she was into the top 100 players in the world. At the US Open, she and Max Mirmi won the mixed doubles crown. By the end of 2007, she was world number 27. Vika continued to steadily climb up the rankings as she was making her mark on the doubles scene. At the Aussie Open in 2008, she made it to the mixed doubles final. At the French Open, she won the mixed double with Bob Bryan. By 2009, Vika was in the top 10 players in the world, having finished the year with three titles. A crowning moment would come three years later at the 2012 Australian Open where she defeated Maria Sharapova for a maiden Grand Slam and in the process she became the number one player in the world. At the London 2012 Olympic Games she won a bronze medal in the singles and a gold in the mixed doubles with Max Mermi. In 2013 she defended our Australian Open title for her second Grand Slam title. Between 2014 and 2017, Vika struggled with injuries, having a baby and a custody battle with the father of her child. Slowly but surely, she began to return to her best form, reaching the US Open final in 2020, where she beat, of course, Serena Williams in the semi-final. Fortunately, she lost to Naomi Osaka. In 2023, she reached the semi-finals of the Australian Open, where she lost to Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina. Today, she's your mentor, guys. And there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Victoria Azarenka. Before I go into those lessons, guys, you know, just a quick one. This is for the athletes who feel like um, people don't like you or, you know, maybe you're not uh, the biggest fan of certain people. What, what I just want to tell you, especially from Vika's story, this is not one of the lessons. It's, it's more or less like an aside, is that, look, not everybody's going to like you. 
I remember there was a video that was posted on social media of Azarenka when she was walking down the Champions Hall at Australian Open and she was looking for her name and her trophy. This was into the tournament, so it wasn't the first round, right? And she was like, oh, where am I? Oh, oh, oh there am I. There, there, there I am. There I am. You know, she, she eventually found her. And I was reading the comments under the post and you could see how annoyed people were. Like, oh, I just don't like her. Oh, I just this. And in my mind, I was like, wait, am I missing something? Is there something that I that I just didn't get in terms of her looking for her name on the Champions World? Because she is a two-time champion anyways. So the point is, guys, look, not everybody's going to like you. As an athlete, that cannot be your concern. Your concern cannot be for everybody to like you. But that was just an aside. First lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Victoria Azarenka is take it a step at a time. Take it a step at a time. There's a popular quote. I can't remember who said it now exactly, which was that, look, you, you don't need to see the whole staircase. All you need to do is take one step. And the premise behind that quote is that there are a lot of people, right, who are overly focused and overly fixated on the results, right? And Azarenka herself has admitted that that's the type of person that she was, right, in the past, where she was always thinking, always thinking about those results. She was a results-oriented person. But what she has now done is that she has now tried to relax, try to calm down and train herself to focus on the little steps rather than those results based. So basically, you see, what this, what this means, or in a nutshell what this is saying, is that you need to have patience. Victoria herself said, she said, I need to have patience. When you win big, it's hard to be patient. So you want to get things going. Even when you don't win, so this is me coming in now, even when you don't win, there's that tendency, guys, for you to be focused on the results. One of the things I always tell athletes is this. You see that result that you're overly fixated on, that you're overly focused on, right? What is going to get you that result? And by the time we scale it back, we would always see that it is execution and performance, right? So if execution and performance are the things that are going to get you that result that you're after, why aren't we focusing? on the execution and the performance why are we overly fixated why are we overly focused on the results if what is going to get us that result if what is going to get us that result is the execution and the performance so the little steps the steps before that result those are the things that you should be focusing on that is where your attention ordinarily should be and it's a very very important point it's a super point to note because what happens when you are result-oriented? Am I saying the results don't matter? Absolutely not. After all, it's the results that we have used to scale back to determine that this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, right? So nobody's saying that. But the problem when you are overly fixated on the results is that you want to rush the process. You want to rush the process. You're just coming back from an injury, right? Obviously, you should ease yourself into the game. Obviously, right? Nobody should tell you that. But because you need to get back into the team, because, you know, you're going to be playing the finals of a tournament soon, because there's this thing at stake, you rush yourself, you rush yourself, then get injured again. You don't give yourself or your body enough time to acclimatize, enough time to get into the flow of things, right? Then, of course, that result that you were chasing, you lose out, 
right? One of the problems that Azarenka had, right, in previous times was because of that result orientation that she had, she would always hurry the process. And you know, tennis is a game where you, you kind of need patience to construct points at certain times, right? It's not like you just go there and you're just swinging for the roof. But guess what? Because or when the orientation is purely on the results, what happens, right? That's exactly what you go there and do. You go there and you start swinging for the fences, just swinging the ball. Bah! So many unforced errors, right? And that itself creates an issue. That itself creates an issue. So it's important, guys, that you learn from Azarenka that, look, take it a step at a time, right? You're starting a tournament, you're already thinking about the final. You're starting a game, you're already thinking about the final whistle, right? What is the first step, right? The first step is get on the pitch, get on the court, begin to implement your strategy, your plan, right? So executing what you are prepared to execute, right? And the results or the rest will take care of itself if you do what it is you're supposed to do. Azarenka is 33 years old, right? This is something that she has learned, especially after she came back on tour. And it's something that allowed her to get to the semi-finals of the Australian Open in 2023, right? Just taking it a step at a time. You don't need to rush. What is the process that will lead you to that result that you're chasing, right? What is the process that will lead you to that result? And that is the key thing. So the process that leads you to that result. That's the first lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Victoria as a ranker number two lesson guys is you have to love the game you have to love the game coincidentally as at the time that i was recording this right i saw a post from vusi tembakwayo of course is um you know a a businessman an entrepreneur and he's you know very popular uh, from south africa and he was talking exactly about something similar which is that you know we need to stop talking about how you have to love what you do obviously everyone knows that um popular steve jobs video right where he says that you know the only way that they're going to be able to do something for so long and this and that is if you love it and things like that so what vusi was saying was that you know we need to stop that thing and stop saying that you need to love what you do and you see the the problem with that now this is no criticism to him the problem with that is that a lot of people would only listen to the beginning of that message they won't go on to listen to the rest so he talks about how he loves public speaking but what he doesn't love is the process that leads up to the public speaking so the research preparing his notes preparing for the event and things like that he said he absolutely doesn't love it but what he loves is the actual public speaking so he wishes that he didn't have to prepare he wishes that he didn't have to put in the time devote the time and all of that and he just had to go in and just present so you see how he acknowledges in a way what he's saying that you do have to love what you do, even if it is a part of what you do. And of course, uh, there's also uh, something that I've seen online where, you know, businessmen have been used as examples to say, you know, do you really think this person loves this? One popular example from Africa is, is Aliko Dangote, who of course is the richest black man in the world. And you know, the primary source of his business is uh, manufacturing cement, you know, and people always go on to say, do you think Aliko Dangote loves cement? And I feel like it's a misconception of the whole idea of you loving what you do. Now, Aliko Dangote might not love cement, but he loves being a businessman. He loves transacting. 
he loves dealing so the actual process of creating cement selling cement and all of that might not be what he likes but there's a part of it that he likes and that's what Vusi was saying in that is video as well bringing it back now to Vika right this is someone who was a former world number one 52 weeks at the top of the rankings two-time Grand Slam champion right in the Australian Open she had reached multiple Grand Slam finals as well two in the US Open you know where, where where she lost right and when she went to have a baby you know coupled with the injury issues that she had and all of that and she came back on tour obviously it took her some time to get back to the pinnacle of the sport where of course she was now competing for another grand slam in 2020 right when she lost to naomi osaka and the question was asked like you know what, what what's different now why are you still doing this you know obviously at that time i think she was 31 or thereabout you know and what she alluded to is the purpose of this lesson which is i just love tennis right i just love tennis and that's why i'm back and that's why i'm scrapping for it we saw the same thing with Novak Djokovic, right? When, of course, uh, there was a period, I don't know if it was 2016 there, about where he had this slump, where he had, I mean, personal issues, family issues and all of that. And he had this slump and he was able to, of course, walk his way back and get to the pinnacle of the sport and win multiple Grand Slams as well. And he was also asked. And the primary thing that he said also is related to this point that I'm sharing with you, which is, I just love playing tennis. Roger Federer was asked why he kept on trying to come back to tour, you know, surgery after surgery because of the problem that he had with his knees and things like that. And he's like, hey, I just love tennis. Same thing with Rafa Nadal. Now, the point is this, guys. You see, you might not love every aspect of the sport that you play. So the media obligation, we saw it with Naomi Osaka, right? When, of course, she had this feud with the French Open about interviews and things like that. You might not enjoy media obligations. You might not enjoy interacting with teammates. You might not enjoy dealing with a coach. You might not enjoy going to the gym. But guess what, guys? If you are going to survive, if you are going to get to the pinnacle of your sport, if you are going to get to the absolute top, there is no way, quote me anywhere, there is no way that you do not love a part of it. And I've shared the example of previous athletes on the podcast who, when they got to the point, I think one of them was, I, I can't remember if it was Lorena Ochoa or or Nancy, one of the golfers, can't remember her name now, who, when they don't enjoy training anymore, they step away from the game. When they don't enjoy, because that is the key part, right? If they don't enjoy training anymore, they step away from the game. If it is impossible, and of course, your most recent example is Serena Williams, right? She, she just couldn't bring herself to continue through the rigors, through the rigors of practice, of training, especially after childbirth, everything she had gone through, all the injuries she had suffered, you know, she was like, I don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I can do this anymore. And of course, she stepped away from the game. So it is important, guys, that you have love for the game. And why is this important? The reason is it is important is when there are obstacles and those obstacles will come. When there are obstacles, you will have a very good reason to continue. When there are obstacles, you will have a very good reason to continue especially when you're not fully dependent on that sport when it's not like it's it's life or death if you don't play the sport then you know everything goes to places guys you have to love the game you have to love the game i'm not saying you should love everything about the game but at least you have to have love for the game and of course the flip side to this is that you know i think it was um i can't remember if it was kobe Bryant or somebody who shared this right who said look 
I may not love the actual plane of my sport, but I love the result that I get from it. So that's a flip side to the equation as well, right? Even if you don't love your sport, are you loving the results that you're getting from it? Are you loving the person that you're becoming in the process? All of it still ties back into you having love for the sport, having love for the sport. That's the number two lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Victoria Azarenka. And the final one, guys, is play without fear. Play, guys, without fear. And this is one of the struggles that Azarenka had, you know, in, in previous times in her, in her career, where, of course, she, she had the fear of failure, right? And she played with fear. Every time she stepped out of the court, right, she didn't want to make mistakes. She didn't want to ensure that um, everything was, was more or less like perfect. And in her own words, she said, look, I felt like especially last year, my tennis wasn't bad. So this is Azarenka talking, right? But I wasn't really mentally there. I played with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. And it really was difficult to be brave and make the right choices in the important moments. And of course, the natural question was to ask her about the fears. And she said, fear of failing is a big one. To not be able to do what I want to do, so subconsciously sometimes it stops you from doing it. I think the point of being uncomfortable is scary. I've had panic attacks before. So naturally, she, she had to work on her mindset, right? She had to work a lot on our mindset to get away from this point and i've shared this example guys from uh, moroccan legend hicham el right who of course uh, is a middle distance one of the greatest middle distance runners of all time i still shared it recently on the podcast and this is a guy who going into i think it was the sydney 2000 olympic games he was a favorite to win he had not been beaten in three years you know i mean it was it was penciled down that he was already the champion right and of course what happens to him is that everything just everything just capitulates right everything capitulates he doesn't win and in the interview after the tournament he was asked why 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 did you struggle why didn't you win and of course he said look because you know i i ran the race not to lose i didn't run to win so which means that he had a lot of fear he was running with fear he didn't want to lose he didn't want to lose and of course ultimately he lost this is one lesson guys that you have to learn from victoria azarenka which is play without fear and you see, the reason a lot of times that you play with fear, just like, you know, she alluded in the quote that I mentioned, is that, you see, you, you, you want everything to be perfect. There's a perfectionist streak in you. You're always thinking about the outcomes. What if I don't win? What will happen? Will people laugh at me? Will people say this about me? What will be their reaction? What will be their comments? Right? Who am I going to let down? Who will be disappointed in me? So because all of those thoughts are running through your mind, you then want to execute the perfect performance. And this was something else that we discussed in that interview with Seth Pepper, right? Where he talks about, look, you can have love for the game. Where the problem is, is where you want a predetermined expectation. So you expect going in there that it must be flawless. The performance must be perfect leading up to your victory. And that's where the problem is. So there's no problem in you caring so much about your sport. There's no problem in you loving your sport wholeheartedly, right? The problem, where the main problem is, is where you now want to be perfect. So that fear that you have, the fear of failing, right? It leads you to having perfectionistic tendencies and of course having expectations that are unhealthy. And it wasn't until Vika was able to, um, um, what do you call it now? Was able to surmount this, right? Was able to surmount this, was able to get to grips 
of this thing that she was now able to relax right to relax and just like we talked about initially patience putting in that patience to then get the results that she was after victoria azarenka guys special athlete two-time grand slam champion if you have reached the pinnacle of your sport where of course you're a grand slam champion you've also been a world number one then it certainly means that you're doing so many things right episode 931 guys take it a step at a time you have to love the game and play without fear play without fear athlete maestro guys head over to the website check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there all of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that it's a worldwide resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe if you have any questions whatsoever want me to answer them live on the show send me a mail friday at athletemaestro.com friday at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from vika i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day Here's a clip from my episode with Dr. Yinka Davis, where we talk about all things supplement, diet, nutrition for athletes, particularly how it relates to probiotics and how it affects your gut health. Well, you know, just hearing you say that from an athlete that says, I don't have access to supplements is exactly what the industry wants people to right? And so growing up with two, you know, two boys that are athletes that are on the courts about four hours a day, I know the importance of performance and wellness in, in, in for an athlete. And it isn't, and to all the athletes listening, the number one important thing is not a supplement, it's your nutrition. It's how, it's your nutrition. Your, your nutrition is number one, right? Because that is, that's your fuel, that's how you feed your muscles, that's how your muscles turn over. That is, there's not a supplement out there, including LifeCap, that will replace your meal. And so, but the industry wants you to believe that is our supplements are the answer to your everything. For more, including, just like I said, all things nutrition, diet, the kind of foods you should be eating as an athlete, check out episode 917 of Athlete Maestro with Dr. Yinka Davis. Hey guys, one last thing. If you're looking for the key areas that you need to focus on as an athlete to take your game to the next level and achieve your sports goals, then you want to check out my free checklist on the five key areas you need to focus on as an athlete. Head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash key area. athletemaestro.com forward slash key area to get your hands on that free checklist.